All right, again, my name is Monica. Uh, we've been in a series called I Love to Tell the Stories. And my story is about our dinner church called The Table. The table meets at 5 p.m. on Sundays at Light on the Hill at Mount Wesley. We set the table together. We serve one another. We eat together. We pray together, worship together, and then we clean up together. And my sermon is called Table Talk, and I'll be sharing stories from the table. start with Gail. The table is an inspiration to anyone who comes there. It's only for one hour, from five to six. You bring your family, you have dinner, you have singing, you have a little message, and you go home at six o'clock on Sunday night because the children have school the next morning. I think what really made me happy was a little boy. Who learned how to set the table. Or a couple that came maybe two or three weeks and then they decided they would like to come to Sunday morning classes. I get more out of it than what I give. Gail said she gets more out of it than she gives. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read our scripture for today. It's from Matthew 25. Verses 31 through 46. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me to your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. 
Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. And this is the word of God for the people of God. I can't help but think of God's... um, glorious throne as a dinner table. Jesus invites those to the table who feed others, who invite strangers into their home, and who um, care for those on the margins. Everyone has been invited to the table, but when we're looking for a seat, how do we act? Are we looking for the VIP section? Did we call ahead and make sure our reservation was set and that they knew we were coming. And when we take our seat, how do we see the people around us? Do you see them as your equal or have you put their stat- your status above theirs? I said a quote in a previous sermon from Richard Warmbrand and he said, all we need to be with Jesus is nothing, but none of us have nothing. We are all holding on to something. Maybe you go to the table with all the things you can brag about. You come to the table with your status. What are you holding on to? Your job, your accomplishments, your things, your relationships and addictions. Jesus is inviting us to the table, but is asking us to bring nothing. Gail said that she gets more out of it than she gives. She goes to the table with nothing, but what she receives is more than she will ever give. Those who live on the margins are people who've been left behind and they feel invisible. But when Jesus invites those living on the margins to the dinner table, they take a seat next to the king. And when you can't bring your money with you to the table, you have nothing. So you're just like the stranger that's next to you. You both have nothing and you both are relying on the one who will give you everything you will ever need. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. It doesn't mean that you're poor and you have no money in your bank account, but it means that you have nothing. You are only something in Jesus Christ. So when you become poor in spirit, you're leaving everything behind and coming to the table with nothing. Last week, David said that church was not a noun, but a verb. Leaving everything behind and coming to the table with nothing. Leaving and coming are verbs, but you have nothing to show for those actions, and that's how Jesus wants it. You leave everything behind and you come to the table and you pull up a chair and you sit next to the stranger or the homeless person or the sick person or the felon. When church is a noun, you still have some verbs in there. 
You sit in your pew that everyone knows is your pew because you've sat there for 10 years. You stand by the coffee pot before Sunday school. You listen to the lesson. You hug your friends and you eat together after church. You leave the church. You weren't the church. You just came to a church and you left the church. That church is a noun. Those who are poor in spirit are the ones Jesus wants at the table. And when the poor in spirit are blessed, all they want to do is go run to the nearest stranger and say, drop everything. Follow me. Let's go. We have a seat for you at the table. We're going to come back to the table and we're going to hear from Alfred. Sometimes, like, I, I can feel, like, maybe, like, a, a guidance to, like, if you were someone else, I probably wouldn't have asked you to pray for mm-hmm. me, but something told me to talk to you about it, and then you prayed about it, and not very long after that, you started doing better in school and making some friends, and yeah. so. Maybe it was because of this that we were going to eventually meet you. Um, I've been, since we moved to Kerrville, um, uh, there, there hasn't been any church available because of my work hours, and um, most of the church are, is during uh, Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. so this was, it was a blessing, and uh, that, that God had this available for the evening, so I can bring my son to church, and, and uh, we can worship God, and, uh, and the, the food's a bonus. Um, and that was a blessing because I've been praying about it since we've been here, and I've been here about seven months looking at other church, looking for other churches, and then nothing was available, so this was nice to have. And then um, I like the everyone's welcomed us and and uh, make us feel like um, we're families. So. That's what I like about them. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what we all need, because uh, being here in Kerrville, I, I, I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I was getting kind of lonely and kind of like, so this is a, another thing, like I said, this is a blessing. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Need some people. Mm-hmm. Fellowship. Yep. When you come to the table with nothing, you start to care for people that you've never cared for before. And it's so much easier to show up to your lunch reservation with your church friends. However, when you approach the table with that mindset, you're missing out. Then you think about the differences between church as a noun and church as a verb. You start to realize the difference is that when you come to the table with nothing, you walk away with everything. church is a noun, you are a spectator. Sunday school classes and Bible studies are served buffet style, so you can pick and choose what you want. Fellowship is talking with the same people week after week. 
And discipleship is whatever is on your certificate. You completed discipleship one, two, three, and four. And when church is a noun, where do people on the margins hear about their invitation to the table? In church as a verb, you are a participant. And rather than a buffet, you eat family style. And fellowship is sharing Jesus at the table with people. And discipleship is loving the table and then inviting someone to join you. We're going to come back to the table again, and we're going to hear from Junior. As being residents of Methodist encampment in mm-hmm. nearby, it, it, it offers us an opportunity as a family to walk, to worship together, and to commune and eat with neighbors that, that we don't usually have the opportunity to do so. And it also has given us the, the opportunity to evangelize in our neighborhood. So it's given us the inspiration to share this ministry with others and invite them to come eat and join us and mm-hmm. and and the setting here is really casual so it's it's really easy to to, to come together and eat together you know and say hey, walk we're walking walk with us you know or join us and that's what i like about it you may live in a nice neighborhood but make no mistake there are people in your neighborhood that are poor in spirit Nice cars, nice houses, and nice people do not mean that they have nice problems. And how do you know who in your neighborhood has a pristine exterior but are messy on the inside? It's easy. Every house on your block. Whether you know them or not, they need to be invited to the table. They are holding on to something that is killing them. Um, They're in a situation that's rocked their world. And you do not know it because their lawn is mowed and they have flowers in the garden. And you don't know whose door to knock on, so what do you do? You do what Junior and Jessica do. You go on walks. You meet your neighbors. You invite them over to your house and you tell them not to bring anything. What you do for your neighbor is what you are doing for Jesus. Okay, we have one more seat at the table. Let's hear from Diane. Coming to the table is a great spiritual start of a new start chapter in my life. It's very uplifting to walk in and see everybody joyful, full of love, lots of faith and hope and happiness and laughter and God and family in their life. God is the answer in my life. And that's what brings me to the table. And the food is made out of love. some foster care home and left. Oh. Oh my gosh.
Um, oh, it's a hard life. No, you can't um, tell a story unless you've been through that. And uh, you're not a foster parent. You know, people don't, if you haven't been through that life, you have no idea. You're doing this and you're doing, let me sit down and tell you a story. Mm -hmm. Diane said something in her conversation with me that blew me away. Diane had no idea that we were in a sermon series that was called, I Love to Tell the Stories. And actually, I didn't even plan on Diane um, being in the interview. I asked another person, but God knew that the other person wasn't going to show up. And God put Diane in the right place at the right time so I could ask her to come too. So who showed up? Diane did. And God wanted Diane to share her story. She said, let me sit down and tell you a story. And she said, you can't tell a story unless you've been through that. Church looks a lot different than it did the first few centuries. We've turned it into a dog and pony show. We keep it nice and tidy in homogenous groups. Our diversity is in what Bible studies are offered or what kind of music is played. Church as a verb is leaving everything behind and coming to the table. You are walking your neighborhood, hanging out in the workroom. You're sitting at a new spot in the lunchroom. You are looking for people that have everything nice and tidy. And trust me, they have a story to tell, but no one has asked them to tell it. No one has invited them to the table. Jesus is waiting for you to bring them to the table. And that doesn't mean you um, are knocking down doors with your Bibles and dragging people to church to repent. Rather, you get to do the easiest thing ever. Jesus said at the table, eat and remember me. When we come to the table with nothing, we invite someone to do the same. And it is the act of dining with Jesus that changes lives. Food stories, faith stories turn into relationships with people you thought you would never know. And relationships turn into fellowship, and then fellowship turns into discipleship. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Do this, church. Do this. It's an action. And you do your part because you were called to do your part. You invite them to the table, and then Jesus will do the rest. I have some t uh, slides I want to show you. That is us. Last week, we were worshiping outside. David had mentioned even the morning last, yesterday, last week in the morning how much he loved doing worship outside. We had already had it planned. And we had a lot of fun. That's our music team. We have Todd Lovelady, Mary and Reggie Knowles who just joined the church, Keith Thomas, and then Enzo. He's my slide person. And then the picture on the right or I don't know if it's right, but uh, 
they, uh, that's one of our pictures of indoor worship. That's me uh, wearing my hat. And uh, so I am not a pulpit preacher. We, I'm, I'm going to be a deacon. And, uh, but at this, I give like a five-minute message. It's a lot like my devotionals that I write every other week. Um, and it's always going to be from the gospel. Because if you do not come to church or you haven't been to church, you probably don't know a lot of the Bible stories. So you just want to stick with Jesus, stick with the gospel. And so I do that every week. And I love to be organized and I love things to be cute. So I have my shopping baskets uh, where the, the table host will come and they'll put all the supplies in the basket and they'll set it on the table that they want to sit at. That is Diane. She was in the video. And Diane surprised me this morning and came to the contemporary service, uh, which is cool. So that shows you that relationships turn into fellowship and fellowship turns into discipleship. And so she got a hat. Because she's decided to, to join the team and to be a part of it and to be a table host. Uh, we had pulled pork a couple of weeks ago. So the food's always pretty simple but delicious. made by Marquetta Pitts and our kitchen team. And that is uh, in the line. You, If you're a table host, you come in and you grab however many uh, people are at your table. That's how many things you put on your tray to go take back to the table. And then you set everything down around the table so that you guys can sit and pass things around. That's Gail with Marcus and uh, wrote about him in a devotional, I don't know, a couple months ago. But um, he's eight. When he came, Gail, you, you can uh, attest to this. He was glued to his grandpa. Didn't eat, didn't sing. But the one thing he did is he let Gail teach him how to set the table. And then since then, he's come to church and he has set the table. He's taught his little brother and sister, seven and six years old, how to set the table. That's my awesome hostess chart. I stand at the hostess stand. I like to be organized, and I want to know who's sitting where so I can keep things, you know, equally uh, distributed and, and match personalities. That's Michelle, uh, one, the one without the hat. Uh, and she was a part of our mustard seed family. And um, then she came to the table. And again, relationships lead to fellowship, lead to discipleship. She wanted to uh, come to the Easter sunrise service. And so first time she's ever been to something like that. And then Marisol, did I see you? Is she here? No? Other service. Okay. Marisol is my friend, my Spanish friend who speaks Spanish to all my friends and uh, translates things for me. And she's teaching me uh, Spanish. This is cool. So the one who's in the car, his name is David. And I'm, I mean, I've known David since since COVID, but he comes through the mustard seed line. And because I wear my hat everywhere, uh, he, we were talking about it and it turns out he's known Todd Lovelady for three decades and, uh, who's our worship leader. And so when you wear your hat and when people ask me about the table, I'm able to share and then we discuss and talk and it's very natural. The guy on the other side, it's hilarious, was in the neighborhood last week and I met him and again, he, when he realized who, uh, when he saw this and we were talking about what church I go to, he is best friends with Todd Lovelady. 
as well. He used to do worship here. He's like apparently the best bass player that Todd's ever known. And Todd's been telling him to come to the table. So that was really cool. And I love this. This was a, a picture in the Hill Country Community Journal. And it's at Mobile Mustard Seed. And if you see a couple of black cats in there, there we go. We have JC and Susan. And they don't come to the table, but they are part of our food ministry at Mustard Seed. And so I gave them hats. And there they were, wearing them. And that just gives people a chance to ask what that is. And this was in the Community Journal. Is that it? Okay, and now I'll give you a little taste of uh, our worship that we did last week. recorded that and didn't get that line and it's bothered me thanks for helping with that uh okay and i didn't ask permission but that's okay if you have been to the table a table host you've been in the kitchen any part of it would you please stand <clears throat> gail talking to you i see mike and claudia yes D- uh, don and diane mcgee and jim lyles who else Okay, the reason why I asked them to stand up is because I can tell you about it all day long. But until you've talked to someone else about it, maybe someone that you know, you may know them better than you know me, and you're going to ask them about it. Um, And so I feel like it's important to make sure you know who else goes to this thing called the table. Um, We do have, we don't have it tonight because it's Mother's Day, and I'm going to take a nap. Uh, But we will resume next Sunday. And at 5 o'clock, light on the hill. And um, you are invited. I'm inviting you to the table. And um, I'm in charge of the food. Marquetta has the week off. I have no idea what I'm going to have. Make, not make, but buy. But um, I'm going to have enough food for you. So um, if you were, if God's nudging you, giving you this little bitty interest of, hmm, what is that? I want to check it out. Um, come. You can come about 4.30, 4.45, get some tea, water, visit, just check it out, and then um, you can come and sit. And anybody can sit at a table and visit with a stranger and share a food story or a faith story. And you'll get more out of it than you give. That's for sure. I'm going to have, um, oh, and you get a hat if you join the team. Uh, And I don't want you to come just for free food. I want you to come if you feel it on your heart. Come if you are interested of being a part of it. Remember, we're not spectators. We are participants. Okay? All right. So let's stand. (laughs) 